What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. Bye! (laughs) We haven't talked about me saying that. I'm so glad that I remembered. We we figured. You get back on that bike. You figure it out again real quick. Guys, this is going to be fun. Yeah, we're doing... uh, This is like our celebration six-year anniversary episode. Yes. Oh Be like a, a then verse now. Where we were then, where we are now, what's different, what's the same, what do we wish we knew? Yeah. What dreams did we have? It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, this this could have been, I mean, each of us could have had our own episode. I feel like there's so much that has changed in six years. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that I'm actually surprised it's only been six years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I thought it was closer to eight. Mm -hmm. It feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like a completely, I feel like a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Also, just even thinking of how old we were then. I mean, Taylor, how how old were you when we started? I was 23. Oh, isn't that gross? Holy shit. A literal child. Always forget that. So wait, how old we... Okay, I can't not do math right now. Was I 26? I was 28. So I was 27. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Is that true? So my my frontal lobe has just, <laughs> has just fused together. <laughs> Are you that much older than me? Are you four and a half years older than me, Kels? I thought it was older than that. I thought I'm, it was like well, a full five. I was born in 89. I was born in 93. But at the end of 93. So I think it's... Oh, yeah. It's four and a half. Four and a half? Wow. I always think you're two years older than me. Crazy. 
Wait, Delaney, what, what year were you born? 90. Oh my gosh. I thought you guys were like, you guys have just been a year older than me in my head this whole time. Adult I friendships. I always forget. Yeah. Adult friendships and adult relationships. It's so weird how age is so different because I always think of it like if we were all in elementary school, like right. you would have been in first grade and I would have been getting ready to go to middle school. Yeah, we would not be hanging out. How weird is that? Then. Oh, that's <laughs> so weird for us to be Isn't friends. That weird. <laughs> like I could have been your babysitter. <laughs> How weird I is that? I can't believe you guys were hanging out with me when I was twenty-three. That's so nice of you. <laughs> were you was very mature? Yeah, you've always been much older than your age. You know what I mean? In your soul, your old soul joke. The old in the day. It's right. Call back. Yes. I don't know. I do feel like there were certain moments early on in the podcast where it was abundantly clear that you two were much more mature than I was. <laughs> Why do you think that? Yeah. Oh, I just remember, I remember like how sort of like how much I overshared and how sort of like vengeful I was. <laughs> I feel like I was you were like, don't fuck with me. You were one for for the petty. You were yeah. you were like, like revenge, yes. Yeah. Big Taylor Swift vibes. Yeah. You were not, not my fault. <laughs> not my fault. Those, those make for some very fun stories though early on. I know. Scorpio. I was telling somebody the other day, they asked me what my sign was. <laughs> I'm on Raya. Someone asked me what my sign was. And I was like, I'm a Scorpio, but I've been in a lot of therapy, so I think I'm, like, a decent Scorpio now. I would, I remember I would tell you certain situations I was in, and you would be like, oh my god, here's what I would do, and I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that you could do something like that. It was like, set their house on fire. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was always. not great. It but was I, not great. I was so I in awe of you two. And how, like, just, like, how down-to-earth and mature you were in emotional situations. And, yeah, now at 29, I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to not be simmering always. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you're close. Yeah, you're close to the age we were at when we started. I mean, closer. That's just really Yeah, you're older than than we're Yeah. But I had my revenge phase, though, too. I shared a lot. Like, I, I feel like I was coming off of that and, and you know, shared all my awful things that I did to, to I don't know, in romantic relationships and stuff like that. I feel like everybody's got to go through that shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys hanging out with me during mine when you had, <laughs> when you had grown beyond it. We loved it. You added a little tabasco, too. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. a, what would Taylor do? And then it yeah. would make us feel full spicier, I think. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, well, before we get into like all of our things, should we plug our upcoming tour dates and Delaney plug your podcast? You okay. Yeah. Well, this is coming out on October 2nd. So I'm going to be in Spokane this weekend, my hometown at Spokane Comedy Club. Can't wait. Please come out. Um, I will be in Cleveland two weeks after that. And then in November, I'm in Grand Rapids, D.C., Nashville, Huntsville, and Atlanta. And then in December, I'm in Boston and Tampa. So KelseyCook.com for tour day tickets for the rest of the year. Taylor, where can people find you? 
you can see me in Portland, Oregon, and Salt Lake City this weekend, the 5th through the 8th of October. Next weekend, the 12th through the 14th, I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Detroit, Michigan. Then I'm in Spokane, October 19th, which is so sad I just missed you. We're just missing each other, no. And Seattle that same weekend. Um, And then... I mean, then I'm in Florida the first weekend in November and I'm turning 30. So I'm probably going through it. Ooh. I need a minute. And uh, <laughs> yeah, then just Nashville. And then I'm filming my special. But those are all sold out, I believe, in D.C. Uh, so exciting. And when is the special being shot? November 18th. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Exciting. <laughs> we'll Fucking tastic. Very exciting. Yes. And... Hey, uh, do you feel completely lost in your life and career every five to seven years? Head on over to DelaneyFisher.com for my other podcast, Career Crush. We talk about building an unconventional life and career and all the ups, downs, in-betweens. And, you know, yeah, that's where where I'm at. That's where you can catch me. (laughs) DelaneyFisher.com. There you go. (laughs) Oh, Delaney. I love it. What's the biggest thing that you wish you knew back then? six years ago that you know now whether it's career relationships health whatever personal stuff anything you want to go Tay? um yes i wish i had seen a psychiatrist a little bit sooner um which you know it's hard because i was thinking about this when we were getting ready to record this and i want to ask you if you guys feel this way because I, sometimes I feel like I regret certain things and I wish I'd known certain things and I wish certain things had gone differently. But then I also like who I am and where I'm at now. And yeah. it, there's no guarantee you would have been this person. I assume it's how parents feel when they're like, I wish I had maybe been single a little bit longer instead of getting married and having kids at the age I was when I had them. But I would still love to have these kids that I have yeah. now. It's sort of like a... Spider-Man multiverse mind fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm happy with where I w- ended up, but I do, I do wish that I had gotten a handle on my mental health much sooner than I did because I kept giving up on antidepressants or or therapy or whatever because I was such a workhorse and just was frustrated with the whole process. And I really wish I'd taken the time to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine is in the same vein, which is that the anxiety you're feeling is not who you are. It's the birth control pill you're on. I mean, I I would have liked to have been the person I am now a lot sooner. But like you said, Tay, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be who I am now without feeling the way I did. Uh, I will say having an IUD in now, I have felt some anxiety come back a little bit, but man, it's, it is a fraction of the way I felt through my entire twenties. And I, I just had no idea that that wasn't who I was. I just assumed that that was like my complete personality and, and my brain. And yeah, I, I hated it. So, mm, those are so good. Yeah. I feel I like, know. um, 
what you said, Tay, like, yeah, that kind of like, uh, yeah, you're happy with who you are, but you, you know, you kind of wish you, I kind of look at, at it through the lens of if I could help somebody else, maybe seek something sooner or feel more present in their life. Cause I do, I I'm very happy with where I'm at. Um, but I, I wish I could have maybe relaxed a little bit more through certain seasons or whatever. But I think my biggest one is just the, the impermanence of everything and the impermanence of my choices and my interests and whatever mm. like every every time I thought I had figured something out I I changed right like I thought I figured out what I wanted to do for my job that changed I weaved into something else that I was like okay now I'm a this thing I just I kept trying to put myself in these different boxes along the way and now I'm just like I, I'm trying to unbox myself and feel like more fluid and not be so attached to titles and categories and you know trying to fit myself into like one thing I yeah. think I really drove myself kind of crazy doing that trying to trying to hack my way to a, a happy fulfilled you know life in that sense um so yeah I just wish I would I wish I could like tell myself like you're gonna have a lot of interests always and you're gonna want to do a lot of things just take it one thing at a time and go with the flow you know and you don't have to do all of it at once and uh yeah I think I would have been a lot less anxious yeah yeah I think a lot of people in our 20s can relate to that a lot yeah I think in three years I'm gonna go I wish I'd gotten off birth control sooner but I don't have time right now but I think about you two every time I take it or I go man who who am I under here <laughs> who am I under these hormones? But I'm too scared of the side effects of getting off of it. It's. I mean, I. I had so few. It. I, but I know that people can have intense ones. So I'm not trying to minimize what it could be. I'm just saying, like, man, if you really are so curious, I just. I wouldn't let the side effects stop you. I know, Delaney. Did you have side effects? You didn't, right? I don't think so. But you know what? I didn't have like what Kels describes, like her anxiety, like feeling significantly different. I didn't feel very different mentally or emotionally on or, or off it. But my like what was going on inside my body definitely changed, um, just from like lab results and shit. You know, so I wasn't feeling it, but obviously it did make an impact on like my health and stuff like that really like what yeah well I I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis right. and at the same time I was going off the pill I was you know eating plant-based all these things and I asked my doctor could you give me like a few months to see if this makes a difference and then it did it totally it was I'm like in remission I don't have it anymore I forgot so, about that I didn't feel anything different, but obviously, you know, whether one or both of those things made a difference, um, I, that was very shocking to me. And yeah, so yeah, that would have been nice to know earlier for sure. Yeah. The way it's felt for me, the difference mentally is that before it, the anxiety was just a constant, like I would wake up and have an immediate attachment to a rumination. It was like the second my eyes were open, it's like, what am I ruminating on right now? And it was like, <laughs> hey, hey, still me. Hi. What's up? <laughs> there was just, it was like a playlist the second I opened my eyes of like, I have 10 to 20 things that I can be ruminating, ruminating about at any given time. 
Now, if I feel anxious about something, it's circumstantial. It's like there is a specific thing that's happening and often it's like I'm tired, I'm traveling too much. There's something that's really stressing me out that's like adding to why I feel this way. It's not just a baseline feeling that I always have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How how has your relationship like changed with work? now like six years ago to now like what's the same what's different what anything that you wish you would have known coming up in your careers I will say it has been absolutely devastating to watch Delaney escape this business (laughs) and truly relax and become I mean Kelsey and I have talked about this I feel bad bothering Delaney to catch up or get dinner or anything if I don't have updates or I'm not in a good place because I just feel like Delaney's life is so peaceful and calm and happy that I don't want to bring anything negative into it (laughs) and I'm like if I go to garden yes (laughs) Delaney is a garden and I don't want to like poop in your garden (laughs) oh my god that's so funny that you guys think that or that you think that day because i'm like somebody give me an update because i like because things can sometimes feel too peaceful where i'm like i need some excitement up in this bitch can you tell me about some crazy shit that happened on the road or like who's who's dating and all that like i'm open to all of that i mean please please poop in my garden i'm not I got a pooper scooper. I got doggy bags. I can handle it. I'm all set. I'm all set. I got the skill set for that. <laughs> That's what's so boring about being healthy is you just have far less updates. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. My updates are so boring. Think about all the updates we had the first few years of this podcast. I mean, yeah. God well, like, damn. You watching any good shows? It's like yeah. there's just like, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a reason we had segments early on because, like, <laughs> we all had something massive to talk about on a weekly basis. Not yeah, like, oversharing. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Remember when we all got engaged within like three months of each other? Holy <laughs> shit! Yes. Oh, oh my god! I forgot that that was in a clunk. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so weird to think of. Does anybody want to add to that about? <laughs> I mean, we're out with that. That look, that is another thing I would maybe tell myself from six years. But you know what? 
when we started this podcast, it was the longest stretch besides right now that I had been single because I was such a serial monogamist all throughout my 20s. And that like when we started this podcast, it helped me stay single for those like, I don't know, I'm going to say a year. It was more like nine or 10 months. But I, I wish that I had spent more time on my own in my 20s. Not that I like regret any of the relationships I was in, but I just really needed to get to the place I am now, which is like, I'm okay by myself. And I wish I'd done that a little sooner. That's a good one. Yeah. It can be so fucking uncomfortable to be alone. And I mean, I've told you this a dozen times, but I mean, I really am so proud of you for like where you're at and just, yeah. <laughs> You've got like <laughs> baby Grinch mouth right now. Like, mm. I'm gonna cry. Not really. It's like, man, it's just great. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I, I wouldn't change anything. I think I needed to have the experiences I had to to know what I know now and then be where I am in my life. Um, but yeah, it's ha- having a podcast that is so public and like all of us being so open about our relationships and our love lives on there if those relationships don't last then it's like that was so hard to have to come on the podcast and say that I was getting divorced um because you know like we got engaged on the freaking podcast like it this podcast has been through a lot in six years you know so, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier right now. So I feel like I, I wouldn't change anything. That's good. Oh, what was the original question though? I think it was about work. Oh, just, oh yeah. Oh, relationship with yeah. work and where we're at with the engagements. We just <laughs> had a relationship. Took a the short directory. detour and asked about <laughs> if we wanted to get into relationship talk on here. Um, I think another big difference, Tay, I would say in our work is that we are so much more protective of our health on the road. Like we, I don't take any more red eyes. I think you have snuck in a couple red eyes. I don't remember the last red eye I took. Okay. But I'm sure I was the last one to do one. (laughs) Okay. But are there red eyes out of Spokane? So I don't even know if it was an option for you. It might have not been an option when I lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Mm -hmm. And now you live by the best airport in the world and it's more central. Yeah. I haven't taken a red eye in a while. I, I do think the international travel, because I went to a bunch of countries within like two months of each other and I have felt pretty messed up from all that. Um, I think COVID also helped us prioritize our health a bit more like that was a huge turning point for me because we were so scared of getting sick and it just changed my outlook and everything uh but yeah i think we've done a good job of being each other's travel sponsors as we say Mm -hmm. and going tell me not to do this tell me to fly in the day before tell me to rent a car tell me to just take away any anxiety that i can take away yeah on the road I will say also in defense of our younger selves, we weren't in positions financially necessarily to take care of ourselves. Like sometimes we were taking insane flights because that's what we could afford. 
and you know like sitting middle seat like back aisle of the or back row of the plane whatever just like eh, tough times tough travel times yeah i i work out with a trainer now that delaney actually found so thank you for that delaney um and every time we do like complicated stretching i'm like man i wish i'd been doing this in my early like i wish i did this years ago like i wish i had kept up with this so that because that's the whole reason i want to be strong and healthy is like i want to be able to travel like this for years because it it has gotten harder like the wear and tear of travel on our bodies i think agreed yeah yeah absolutely well delaney's over here regenerating oh my gosh no i was gonna say my biggest shift with uh work and what i was doing is that my mindset was used to be very much like i'm just gonna do everything and say yes to everything because at some point an external factor of some kind will tell me what like direction to go it was very much like it's like just just do everything and then somebody will somehow fucking grant you this permission to like be successful at one of these things so it was very detached from what I actually enjoyed doing, what I wanted my life to be like. I had no uh, emotional connection to like myself with what I was doing in work. And now it's very much different to where I think about what do I want my lifestyle to be? What things fuel my lifestyle? What do I actually enjoy doing versus not doing? So that's the biggest shift. And I would say like leaving like stand up and comedy and just like that kind of stuff. It was a very messy, painful, and still is in a lot of ways, very painful because you feel like not special anymore. You know, like as a performer, you feel like you have a superpower. And then all of a sudden, like nobody gives a shit about you that way anymore. I've never thought of it like that. That is totally taken away. And you have to like figure out your identity in this way that like you don't have that to pull out of your back pocket. You don't have that anymore. And it's it's really a it was it's been very hard and in a lot of ways because part of me enjoyed that I just didn't enjoy the logistics that kind of come with that but it doesn't didn't mean I didn't fucking enjoy the validation and the excitement around those opportunities so you kind of like I was in a weird spot of like how do I feel that in a way that makes sense for my day to day Um, do you guys watch the other two that show. I have watched some of it, yeah. Do you? Okay, there is an episode that I was dying laughing at because there's an episode where the older sister leaves the entertainment industry for like an episode or two and she goes to these industry parties and she's literally invisible to people. You just like see a a drink like floating in the air while everybody's talking about like what they're doing. (laughs) And it's so fucking funny because even though it's like satire, that's exactly how you feel. That's exactly how you feel in a room, in pitch meetings, in um, anything like that. Like that's like you're not you're not that anymore, which it makes sense. Like I chose that. Why would somebody be wanting to discuss that with me? Obviously. Right. It's like a lawyer who leaves law. If you go to a courtroom, you're sitting in the back of the fucking courtroom. You're not going to be up there doing the law stuff. Right. Yeah. But um, I didn't expect that. Like like going to a comedy club as a comedian and then going back years later or whatever and like taking a picture with like the comedians and then the comedy club literally cutting you out of the photo 
because you're not a comedian anymore. Like it's that. That's what it feels like. And so we did a club do that. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. This I'm and and this was like I mean, but but that makes sense. Like I'm just an audience member, right? Uh-huh. Um. And so, but it's like wow. That's really weird. That's a really weird feeling. You know, the yeah. last time I was there, it was a very different experience. And you have like, it's a very weird unraveling of your identity. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate whether they were, maybe they left music or dance or whatever, and they have to integrate it in their life in a very different way. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, it's like hanging out with an ex-boyfriend sometimes, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, um, like when I when I've left other jobs, I don't like go back to that job and hang out with those coworkers and see like what everybody's up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But with comedy, because I still love it so much. I love you guys. You know, you're my friends. I love this podcast. I'm still connected to it, but it's not the same. And sometimes it feels like I'm hanging out with an ex. That's how I can, that's how I can kind of describe it. So, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a. <laughs> pretty little transition all the time you know it's messy for sure that makes sense i mean the closest thing i can think that i felt to that is during covid it was a big wake-up call for me where i was like oh if i'm not a comedian if i'm not doing this job i don't really know who i am like i don't have a sense of who i am like my entire identity is wrapped up in this job so i can't imagine leaving or transitioning to something else because that whatever six months year of lockdown where there was just nothing I was really like oh my god am I nothing without this I might be nothing and now you bake cakes too I know but when I can't sleep that one week oh look at that it's I love that you did that really oh it was so unhinged it was good content it was good content for a week it was fun. It was fun to, you know, sort of do like a different thing that I was like, oh, I'm not going to be good at this and just accept that and let that failure flow through me freely. That yeah. acceptance of being trash at something. That was kind of nice. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I know you were um, one of the judges on the finale of Is It Cake? Was that like, was that a fun, like did being on that show make you want to do that? Or was it just like a different? No, that's a a totally different thing. Because they're making cakes look like, you know, a car. Like a car, yeah. Yeah, they're like doing 
a whole thing. That's like art. Like, no, I'm, my aunt is really good at cake decorating. And again, hers is like next level. I just watched a bunch of TikToks on a plane. TikTok. I watched a bunch of TikToks. And I was like, this looks cute and fun. I could probably make a heart cake if I just like got all this stuff. And then I got all the tools and I could not. And it was very humbling. Because we're very, the three of us are very like, if I put my mind to it, I could yeah. do almost anything. Not the case. Oh, baking <laughs> is hard. It's like, it's science. I mean, it's like chemistry. So if you fuck one little measurement up, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I don't even attempt it. I know. No. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to make cake that like tasted good. I don't even know if they tasted good. It wasn't about that for me. It was about the visual aspect of it. I was like, I just want this to look cute at the end. I thought I was going to post like a cute little photo set. I'd be like, look what I did last week. I made three cakes and they're pretty. And then it was like, oh no, not you're not gonna get any good photos. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, can we talk about what our living situations were six years ago compared yeah. to where they are now? Yeah, go for it. Well, I was uh, I had roommates and I was living in an area of LA that I fucking hated very much so. Um, and now I live in a neighborhood that I've wanted to live in since I was in middle school. It's my dream neighborhood. And uh, I still have a roommate, Cam, my husband. So I guess uh, something's changed. Something's changed. And you got dogs. Yeah, got and dogs. two dogs. Oh, I got, oh, yeah. I got two. I, I went from zero dogs to two dogs. Your Yes. Sons. My little babies. Yeah. My little babies. My little rescue pups. And um, yeah, I really enjoy my home. I never thought that I would care about decorating it or like I don't know I just that was not on my radar like six years ago didn't really care about making my home feel nice I was just trying I was in survival mode a lot of the time yeah um so yeah I just really enjoy being here and I've tried to curate it nicely and I enjoy like having people over for tea parties and things like stuff that I would have never done you know uh, the way that I do it now. So that's uh, my home life. I've been very uh, happy with. What about you guys? Hey, what was your six years ago? My six years ago was I moved to Orange County. Remember to live with my that's right. sisters oh, for yes. that year because I was so lonely in LA and I just really missed my siblings. And so I was commuting. I was driving into LA every day. Um, pretty much that I was home and that's why I got to be too much and since then I've moved a few times and was you know by coastal for a little while and now I'm kind of in a weird place with the living thing because I you know I I like I like my apartment I like where I live um but I I don't know I don't know how I feel about LA I don't know if I really want to leave LA or if I just want to move to a different part of LA I don't know if I'm just getting restless because I want to move every year and often do um I I don't know I like living alone I appreciate living alone a lot but then sometimes you do get kind of lonely like coming home after you've been on the road for a while to yeah nobody so yeah, I don't know. Kelsey came and stayed with me, I don't even know, six months ago or something. And we were like, oh, man, we would have been such good roommates. Why did our why did our single periods not sync up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was so fun. That was like a slumber party. 
for a few days. It was just so nice to have the ability to like, if you wanted to have a conversation, you could just have one right then, like in person in the kitchen. It wasn't, you know, you don't have to like call anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. My living situation has changed pretty much every year since the, since six years ago, I think. Yeah. 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 And mine has too. I've moved uh, at least once a year for the last, I don't know, decade. And when we started the podcast, I lived in a tiny one bedroom apartment in North Hollywood that was oh yeah so old and like run down. It was the actual property group was called like Vintage Apartments or something like that, where you're like code word for piece of shit, like code word for nothing's been updated for decades. So it was oh my god, like no dishwasher, no washer and dryer no central ac it was in the valley so the summers when you would just cook in there so it was me and my partner at the time and our three cats and um that yeah those were days of like this doesn't feel great in terms of our living situation we would not like to live here (laughs) forever and uh and then i moved to spokane in 2020 and then i moved to minnesota at the beginning of this year and I'm currently, like I mentioned on a recent episode, I've been looking at houses with Chad. And so we're we're getting some news today after the podcast, if if one is going to go through or not. So we'll keep you guys posted. But yeah, very, very different than six years ago. Six years ago was yeah. rough. That was a tough, tough living situation. Yeah. Remember the first episode of the podcast? Like how we re- even record the podcast has changed so much. Didn't we share a mic <laughs> the first episode? Yes. Oh and my we God. had two two microphones that we were sharing and pass. Somebody we were passing things back and forth to each other. As yeah, that was chaotic. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Our first episode was recorded, I think, on my lunch break or after I got. I had a corporate job that I did not enjoy, and we reserved a conference room at my work to record the first episode and I can't remember if it was on a lunch break or right after work and yep just you know passing the mic literally back and forth and uh doing our best that was episode number one (laughs) it must have been I feel like it was at the end of the day I feel like we used to record at the end of your work days yeah because I was again I was commuting out like I used to like pack like I got a cooler for my car and would like pack lunches for myself because I would leave like in the morning. I'd be in LA all day because oh, it was not so worth it with the traffic so to oh go home. God, think about that. Yeah, that crazy. it was a lot. But yeah, that was so funny. And then we were in the studio for a little while, and then COVID, we had to be on Zoom. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. I I told Kelsey, I saw Kelsey over the weekend because at the last minute I flew to Phoenix and I saw her show. And um, oh, nice. yeah, it was yeah, great. She was so, so nice. good. It was so fun. I was in the back like a mom. It was just like, ah, she's so good. <laughs> Thank you. I um, love when I could hear your laugh from up there. I was like, oh, it was that was so nice. I was way back there. I was like, I didn't want to distract you. But the, the ones I really liked, I was just going, that's really good. That's <laughs> that's a really good. I didn't even laugh at the ones I liked the most. I was just like, that's great. That's <laughs> just quietly <laughs> to myself. Chad, that's what Chad and I do. We're just like. What a well-crafted yep. joke. It's just that like a silent, me. like, just like a respectful nod. Yeah, I wouldn't disrespect that line with 
any noise other than quiet reverence. <laughs> so good. Quiet reverence. Oh, God. But I was telling awesome. Kelsey, I was like, I've been thinking about maybe I should listen to an old episode, like one of our first episodes. And she's like, that is your journey to go on, my friend. I'm not going oh, back there. Never. Couldn't pay me enough. Good. Couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> bon voyage. Good luck. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Where were you guys at in your comedy careers six years ago versus where you're at today? Little snapshots. We pretty much the same. (laughs) This is no, I was like on cruise ships six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I had just started to be able to do it full time featuring for for Jim Norton. But yeah, so it's like it's exciting when you can make the leap to doing it full time, but it's still fucking terrifying because you're just living week to week and you're kind of at the mercy of if the headliner is going to work that weekend and bring you. And Yeah, but Tay, you, <clears throat> I mean, you had, I feel like it was really soon after we started the podcast that that's like when shit was catching fire. It was like Conan, JFL, like a bunch of stuff happened right around that time yeah yeah right after we started the podcast you're right i got jfl and that development deal at abc and conan and yeah it was it was so funny that it all happened once i moved to out of la always how it is (laughs) but yeah i mean i just had to do a podcast where they were asking me to sort of summarize my career and I was like, well, here are sort of the the credits or the opportunities I got. And I've been lucky enough that they've been sort of consistently spread out. So there was always something, even if it didn't like make this huge difference in my career, it was enough for me to be like, okay, they let me on Adam Devine's house party. So I, I'm probably, yeah. probably good enough to do this. But yeah, twenty when we started this podcast, I think it was like around the time or right after the time that I had decided, like, I can't do churches anymore, corporates I want to be picky about. I was doing a lot of cruise ships that year to make up for that income. I was headlining, but not A-clubs. It was, like, right before the improv started booking me to headline. Or maybe it was around the time. It was, like, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy how quickly my career has changed in the last six years like I feel very very blessed and fortunate but yeah Kelsey and I have talked about it all the time where we're like we did it we're we're the guys like we're the comedians (laughs) Tay is this do you think this would be a fun time to talk about how different our relationship is yes Oh my gosh. Like Have we talked about this on the podcast? No. Have we not? No. I don't think we've ever talked about it. I talked about it a little bit when I went on Bert's podcast because he was talking about like his friendship with Tom. Maybe that's it. But you and yeah. I have never talked about it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it or should I talk about it? Well, we can both talk about it. We, but... do, we can both talk about it. <laughs> we'll go first. But, um, well, I... So when we're talking about that that there's that period of time where taylor was like whoosh like all these things started to happen i started to become really insecure because you guys were the first like close friends close female friends i had in comedy um up in seattle it was more like a lot of other dudes that i was friends with and then 
coming to LA and finding you guys, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've always hoped I would find, but didn't know it was possible. And then I realized that one of the hard things that can come with that though is comparison because all of a sudden there are two people who are in the same business as you around the same place that if they're getting opportunities that you aren't, it immediately makes you feel bad about yourself. And so I had started to really like struggle with the feeling that if if you were getting um, credits or the opportunities you were getting, that it meant that I wouldn't. And it was, I mean, it's a tough thing to navigate in comedy. And um, we ended up having a really big talk in 2020 that kind of like completely changed our friendship. And so, yeah, do you want to talk about your... Yeah, it was so funny how that happened, too, because, like, I don't, it wasn't something we planned to talk about. It sort of felt like it was, it was not really an issue anymore, and I think that's why we talked about it, because I do feel like it was naturally sort of working its way out of ourselves, because I was very insecure um, for different reasons, like, there was some career stuff for sure where I was like, oh man, like Kelsey's bi-coastal and she's like killing it and she's a likable and all this stuff that obviously I felt like I had to work harder. Um, but I was very insecure about my looks when we were all starting the podcast. Like it was very hard, quite frankly, for me to be friends with both of you and have to be on camera with you both once we started doing the studio. Like that studio had when we recorded it was two seats on one side of the desk and then one seat on the other side of the desk and I remember I would always try to get the seat on the opposite side so that I wouldn't have to be in a shot next to one of you that's how insecure I was I wanted the I wanted the camera to switch it just be me and then switch and be you too that's how insecure I was and so it was very difficult for me to be like even like on shows and stuff because like it was just I don't know I just had a really hard time with it like privately and we never talked about it and there was yeah there was some of the career stuff felt weird and I didn't know how to handle it or if it was in my head or whatever and Delaney was transitioning out so that was never really a thing with us but yeah, in 2020, we went for a walk and we just like, I don't know how it started, but we just kind of started talking about it. And we were both like, oh, my God, what? Like, you're like genuinely surprised or was like, you're jealous of me. I'm jealous of you. Like, what? yeah, but that's a good. And it's like, it's so funny now how none of that is a part of our relationship at all. Like, yeah. it just like kind of. Yeah, just sort of like floated away. It just sort of dissipated that day entirely. It was weird. Yeah. I always feel like our friendship is this success story that like I wish, you know, I'm so happy we're talking about it now because I do feel like there are a lot of situations where girls in their 20s and 30s, it's like, maybe you're listening and you feel like you can't overcome this, but it's like, you really can. I mean, I am 
in constant awe of how, like you said, how it is 0% a thing in our friendship anymore. But there was a period of time where for both of us, it was like very loud in our heads. That feeling of, you know, I just, I was so insecure. I really hated myself, to be honest. Like that's been a huge change in the past six years is having a good relationship with myself now. But um, anything I did that didn't feel perfect, which, you know, spoiler alert was everything because that's not possible. I was just so hard on myself. And uh, I use this example and I know this was like kind of a hard one to hear, Tay, but it's I think it's just like is in a nutshell what it felt like there were like shows in LA that I really wanted to be on and I was like oh man I hope they asked me to do that at some point and I remember one day I got a text from the booker of one of those shows and I saw his name on my phone and I was like oh man I bet he, I bet he's gonna ask me to do a show and he was like hey do you have Taylor's number oh <laughs> oh my I god I'm like... so sorry <laughs> no, meanwhile okay. anytime somebody brought you up to me they're like Kelsey's so hot I'm like I know just but that's not what I chill. I wouldn't want somebody to say that I would want like I would want them to be like Kelsey's so funny you know what I mean like Ooh, yeah I, I think they I don't think they were like Kelsey's not funny she's only hot <laughs> but it just it just came up so much that it was like it was just like I don't yeah it was just loud in my head and then Delaney do you feel it I don't feel like you ever hated yourself but maybe you felt differently but Delaney always felt very secure to me in a way that I was always aspiring to but was also like well I'll never get there not once and I felt and I felt similarly nervous and insecure around Delaney too I remember one of the people I dated I would have dreams all the time that they left me for Delaney because I genuinely thought they'd be a better fit yeah I I had had nightmares all the time yeah 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 Delaney Delaney's so like desirable (laughs) yeah i mean thank you but i'm so confused by this seriously because from my perspective i was jealous of both things that you mentioned i was jealous that jealous i don't know if it's the right word because it wasn't that i wanted what you guys wanted because i didn't want that career path but the the envy of knowing exactly what you guys wanted to do and you were doing it and going after it and i didn't know and I really wanted to direct my energy somewhere so I could accomplish something. And I didn't know where to direct my energy. And that felt really challenging being around people who knew what they wanted for a while and were already doing it. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I'm I'm just going to fade off into the distance, into my garden, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but and then also the looks thing. I mean, I totally was insecure um, I, not the not the being in my head on camera necessarily, Tay, like you mentioned, but just the fact that um, I feel like our features are so different. Like the fact that you guys are just naturally curvy, got beautiful big lips, like all these things where I'm like, I had to buy those things for myself and you guys just get them not, you know what I mean? So it's interesting to th- to to like hear about everybody's insecurities or whatever jealousies or whatever was going on because we all had them about different things yeah our friendship has brought so much joy to each other's lives but it also allowed us to be triggered by each other in ways that we didn't even maybe know that we were feeling that way like it really brought insecurities to the surface 
but so motivating to have two people in my life that I loved so much and I was so determined to be best friends with that at a certain point you're like I gotta get over this like I just have to get over this so I can have these people in my life yeah same you know what I'm realizing I did talk about this a little bit on an episode of self-helpless maybe like a year ago we did an episode on jealousy and I talked a little bit about like this is you know one of my experiences with jealousy and I did say like I had to grow up that was a lot of it too was like getting rid of that mindset of there can only be one successful female comic but unfortunately like our business really does promote that idea a lot it's very much like like this person's a star and like has their time to explode and they do it a lot with women I think way more than men yeah and I think I do think it's gotten better in the last six years overall I think so too I think there's a lot of successful female comics and just more female comics in general and I think the internet has helped with that for sure and I also think like you just realize like Kelsey and I are very different like I think if you like one of our comedy you'll like the other person's too Mm -hmm. yeah but I also think we're very different comedians yeah I agree so once you realize that we have a Venn diagram we have like a place that like intersects for sure but we also are like completely different people and performers. But yeah, it's it's such a it's so crazy to think back to six years ago. Yeah. And versus now. I'm so grateful that we've all gotten to the place that we are. Oh yeah. Oh my god, me too. I was gonna say the flip side of feeling like this is hard because I don't I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and they do and uh you know i'm just gonna feel like less and less uh special probably the more that i fade out of this industry or whatever is seeing you guys go after your dream job and actually be doing it made me think that i could do that too because that was the only example in my life of people who were maybe doing something unconventional for work and i remember i don't know if it was Taylor, Kelsey, I don't know if it was both of you or one of you saying, because I had that ridiculous hobby at the time of Dick's by Delaney, where I paint penises on coffee mugs. One of you said, why don't you just do Dick's by Delaney for work? And I'm like, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Nobody would do that, right? Or nobody would buy that. That's crazy. But then you were like, wait a minute. Is it so crazy? Because two of the closest people in my life are actually making their dream jobs happen. And maybe it's not crazy to think that that could happen. And so that is, you guys were instrumental in me even taking that action step because if you had not been in my life, I would have only been surrounded by examples of, of that's ridiculous, you know? And then I, I launched it and I was able to leave a job I hated to do that. And of course it like weaved into something else. But, um, I, I, that's like the, that is the power of being around people who, challenge you in certain ways and challenge things in yourself and challenge insecurities in yourself is like you rise to the occasion I think of a whole new level of yourself and uh yeah yeah Yeah. I'm so glad that we like even though those feelings sucked I'm so glad that we had them because at least for me it really pushed me to have to face that I didn't love myself and get to a way better place because it's like well this is a shitty way to live life Yeah. My favorite thing, 
and Kelsey and I have talked about this, is like when Kelsey used to post like a thirst trap, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I have to work harder. And now Kelsey will send, Kelsey will send me photos before she posts them. Like, which one should I post? And I'm like, post all of them. Fuck everybody. Post every single one. You're welcome, world. (laughs) And it's the same where you send me clips and you're like, what do you think of this? And now I feel like, it's like a treat to me that I get to like see the clips before they go out sometimes and be like, oh my God, it's so fucking funny. It's so fucking smart. Like it's, I just get to enjoy it and be a fan and not compare. It's, it's just so much better. Freaking men. Amen. Yay friendship. Yay friendship. Is there anything else on either of your minds that is either really drastically different in how you feel or your situation or even something that you're glad has stayed the same throughout these past six years? Anything anything like that? I'm very glad we're still friends. I was very scared to leave the podcast. I thought that if I left the podcast, we would maybe not be close anymore. And... I was so grateful that you both understood and were so nice about it and that we all didn't lose touch. Like I was, I was really nervous about it, but I was just stretched so thin and I was scared of oversharing and just felt very overexposed. And the fact that we are all still close and that that hasn't changed means a lot to me. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I think we're even closer because it's like, yeah, we don't want you to be unhappy, right? That's not going to make for a good podcast or friendship. Exactly. It'd be a fucked up version of self-helpless. We were forcing Taylor (laughs) to burn out on the podcast. Do you have any questions for the guest, Taylor? I'm like, no, I'm okay. (laughs) Things are coming on. I mean, yeah. This the whole point of this episode is like we were in such a different place in life when we started the podcast. Like none of us would know where we would be in six years and if that would still fit with our lives. So yeah. I I was think thinking about this episode and I was like, wow, the like some of the biggest constants in my life for six years has been all of our friendships, being with Cam and this podcast. And then of course like my family and other friends, but so much has changed and dropped off and not been a fit for me anymore. But like all of this is, it's still here. And I think that's really cool because when you can meet people that you can grow with and also projects or businesses you can grow with or whatever, that's like, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not the case for everything. I have a question. This kind of goes back to relationship stuff, but how do you feel like, you're different as a partner now versus then like what's a big a big change that you feel like you are as a partner oh man that's such a good question um I think I am more patient and more compassionate now as a partner I really deeply try to take a beat and take a pause to try to understand the other person's perspective or where they're coming from where I think I was a little bit more reaction based six years ago 
I mean, I've talked about before, like I almost completely blew up my whole relationship with Cam in the beginning because I, off of an assumption, because he had a friend visiting him that I it was a girl and I thought it was like, you know, a, a thing. And I had scheduled a bunch of dates and I was like, fuck this guy and all that stuff. And thank God I ended up seeing him before I could really blow shit up um, because that wasn't the case at all. And see, I wouldn't do that again. Like, I wouldn't be that person anymore. If something was on my mind or upset me, I would just talk to him about it instead of doing some fucking weird dance of, yeah, bullshit. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the biggest one for me that I've noticed. Yeah, I think um, I feel similarly. I was I was definitely that person, too. You could argue I did do that. Um, <laughs> I did. I followed through. Yeah, <laughs> but uh yeah no I used to be I think I was I think I really didn't trust people and I was very black and white in my thinking and I was really self-protective and like just assumed the worst and I think it is it has taken six years for me to get to a place where I think I give people the benefit of the doubt more so now and like I mean very recently like in the last year or so I think and it's still an active struggle for me to be vulnerable instead of defensive and to tell people how I'm feeling and open up instead of just sort of deciding to leave or deciding I'm over this or this isn't what I want or or whatever I and look it I'm single so maybe it's not working but (laughs) no I really I think I think I needed to be I really needed this time I really needed to be on my own for a little bit and feel how relaxing that feels and feel okay on my own and not be so afraid to be by myself because I think when you're afraid to be alone it makes you a worse partner because you're coming from a place of desperation and fear and now I feel like okay if somebody if I'm gonna be with somebody they have to really add to my life I'm not going to force something to work but also, I've watched you two. I've learned so much from you two in, in as far as being a partner. Like, the two of you have been great examples to me of two people who are clear about what they want and need, but have also been very compassionate and patient and forgiving with people they've dated in a way that I was not. I had never seen an example of and was not naturally good at. And the older you get, you realize it's things are not black and white and things are very complicated. And you do have to work through things if you want to make something work with somebody. And it's never going to just be perfect and easy. Like that's such a, I think that's such a false narrative that we all sort of buy into is like, when you meet the one, everything's easy. Like, I just don't think that's, I just don't think that's true. And when I was younger, I was like, it's supposed to be easy. Like, and I played a lot of games. I think I used to, and look, it doesn't not work, but (laughs) it's, but I did, I was very much like, I, everyone I dated, I started moving like, oh, you just don't really like me. And they're like making them like, 
you know, work for it more so, which is so young. (laughs) So I've learned a lot from the two of you. And I, I feel, I feel proud of who I am as a partner now. And that is again, pretty, pretty recent. It's so great. We're so proud of you too. It is. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you're holding out for somebody that's going to add value to your life. Like not everybody does that. A lot of people do act out of like desperation and the fact that like you're, you're good on your own. You have your dream career. You're doing your thing. And, you know, that's going to be a special person that that fits that slot. Yeah. And as Kelsey said, being alone can be really uncomfortable if it's not what you want to do. And watching Kelsey, you know, sort of post-divorce work through all of that on her own during a pandemic, no less, has been very inspiring to me personally and was really like is something I think about a lot and go back to a lot when I'm feeling like why don't I just like I could just set up a bunch of dates and just be that person and find a relationship again like I know how to do this and I I think about I think about her a lot and it's it's been very very helpful for me as an example that's very nice yeah and hey, if you want to set up a bunch of dates, uh, I know I know a place that uh, <laughs> and really convenient to do so. <laughs> look, and Delaney really helped me on those times when I was like, I'm going to set up a bunch of dates. Delaney's got a few coffee beans that yeah. she uh, is tight with the managers. You bring three changes of clothes. <laughs> That's right. Keep them in your car. And a sweater, hair tie. I mean, that's all you really need. Different shade of lipstick. You're yeah. It's oh, a good time. I've definitely become way more patient. I... Taylor, when you're talking about that you are just more aware of that if somebody's going to be in your life, they have to add value to it and not take away from where you're already at. So I had I had made a list a while back of like my partner is and I just listed all of the things that were super important to me, like just non-negotiables, things that would be wonderful. And I I mean, I feel like Chad is that whole list and then added things that I wouldn't have even thought to put on there. So I've uh, I've talked today about like, try that. Also try like making a list of the things that you feel like you bring. And can we share the, the... Oh, I tried that on stage last week. Did I tell you that? Did it work? I can't remember if it worked. Can you just I think tell the podcast worked. what you told me? Because it, it's one of my, the, one of the funniest things I've heard. It's so sad. So Kelsey told me a few months ago, she goes, have you made a list of all the things you like about yourself? And I was like, what? And she's like, something that really helped me is I made a list of of all the things I liked about myself, all the things I loved about myself, all my best qualities. And I think you should do it. Like, just really like do it today and I'll check in later and you can tell me. And so she texted me later and she goes, did you write your list? And I was like, yeah, but I only got like three deep before I ran out of stuff. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I wrote funny, driven, and fast reader. <laughs> oh my and, God. and meant it. Oh my God. It's so funny. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's a good skill to have. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not great at writing down my strengths. I've really, that has been a hard thing that's changed in the last six years and that getting really healthy, I lost like the hypomania, like the parts of my mental illness that made me 
really love myself at times, I lost that. And so I those were the times I would make those lists, you know? And now I'm just sort of even keel and like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, it's just, oh, you can add so much yeah, for you. you know, like, that's very generous, nice. generous and beautiful and thoughtful. Yeah. Go on and on. So, maybe ask the people that you love also to add to that list. Maybe that'll help you. Yeah, see, you know, what else? Yeah. 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 I had suggested you do that because I just think sometimes when people are making a list of things that they want in a partner, it can feel lofty to them. And like, they might have a little imposter syndrome of like, who am I to think I can? meet this person like this person exists and i think if you take the time to actually write out what you bring to a relationship it doesn't seem so crazy i think if you like if you're in a good place and you're like i'm ready for this then it feels like this makes sense um so you have both of those lists i did both of those lists at the same time yeah um and i would reread them like maybe every couple weeks and just kind of like keep it at the front of my mind and i will say i take I take way better care of my relationship now than I ever have in younger years. I feel like in younger years, it was just like, we're going off roading. Like it was just like banging. You could just like bang a relationship around without putting in that care of like, okay, how, what is an effective way to communicate in a fight rather than just like having a fight when maybe neither of you have slept well or you're both drunk or something like I just was um I just wasn't as delicate with with a relationship and now I treat kind of Chad's relationship like it is this what are they called Fabergé eggs or yeah. something like that just like a you know I just like want it to be really well taken care of so I I don't know I might have overcorrected in ways like I'm really if we've got something to talk about I really go through the checklist of like are we both in a good headspace for this? We just had a recent one where it's like, we don't have big conversations when we're driving. Like if we're in the car together, cars are really, um, they're such like a contained space. It can like ramp up energy quickly. And um, I learned that from a friend who that's like a rule in their relationship. It's like no big, no like touchy topics in the car. Wow. Yeah. The so car is like, like where I would get into shit, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no distractions. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> Not like yeah, fight, but just like, yeah. let's really dig deep. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, you can have like meaningful deep conversations. It's just like, if something's a hot button topic, we are like, we're not going to talk about it right now. And so, but these are things, that's what I'm saying is like, when I'm talking about like off-roading as a, an example, it's just this like visual representation of, I had no boundaries in terms of when was a good time to have a tough conversation or argument or whatever. It's like, I just am way more mindful of that now. Yeah. And what was okay to share on a podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. We're so different. We're all so different with that now. Yeah. Yeah. I would say everything. everything. Oh my God. I, yeah. I, I said so much. And now I'm like, yeah, like even like caring for your relationships more, Kels, I would just say like in, I think about every relationship now when I show up to the podcast of like, I'm going to be vague enough to protect some things, but specific enough that hopefully this thing I say helps somebody or directs them to a tool or something like that. But that fine line that you're like always walking. Oh my God. 
had no inhibitions back yeah. then. Jesus. There are so many bits that I wrote that I'm so glad I had the wisdom not to record in a special because there look there are some vault tracks that were not cool oh my god like Just i'm like... pretty i'm pretty proud of how we've managed to to protect the relationships in our lives and realize that a joke or a podcast episode is not worth jeopardizing the people in our lives yeah and to be fair when we started it was like we don't have any listeners when you start. Right. And we were stakes. becoming friends as we were recording. So it was like, I don't know, it felt very low stakes to talk into a microphone and put it out into the world. And then it's a little different now. Yeah, I just wanted to make you guys laugh. I really didn't care. <laughs> if anyone, I was like, yeah, we're just catching up. Well, also, like, some of the things we shared, I think, I hope, were, like, very... Um, maybe valuable to our listeners who are going through something similar like that's a big reason why people listen to podcasts or watch youtube videos is they want connection they want to relate and sometimes the things you want to relate the most about are like ugly things hard times struggles so it's like it's tough there are things that we could share that i'm sure would help get people through some things but we just like can't be that vulnerable anymore yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm I I'm okay sharing like the ugly parts of myself, but when it comes to a dynamic with somebody else, that's yeah. where I'm a lot more careful. I feel like it's just more I'm more talking about my deep dark secrets now right. than anything else that that I'm willing I'm okay if everybody knew. Yeah, yeah. Hey, six years later, are you? Do you still feel really content with the choice to not have a podcast? Yeah. That's yeah, I do. I mean, look, I do think sometimes I, that's not true. Sometimes I feel stupid for not having one because everybody has one now. And it feels like it feels like not posting clips. Like it feels right. like something I'm supposed to be doing. And the way I've made myself feel better about it is I go, there will be a season in your life that that makes sense. But podcasting has also changed so much in six years. Like everybody has a podcast and it is a whole production every week i mean i did one the other day it was the first one i'd done in a while and it was like they had a camera on all four of us they we were filming tiktoks to promote it afterward like it's Whoa. like a show it's like a tv show every week and i just i just don't have the bandwidth for it right now and i am sure at a certain point i will but i think i would really need to have a clear idea of what I wanted it to be about because again it is so easy to share too much in the moment um so I feel I feel good about it for right now and that may change but yeah for right now I'm like I think I I feel better and my it has lessened my anxiety a lot that's huge oh that's so good yeah Delaney is off social media you're off oh, podcasting. Yeah, that's different. I am riddled with anxiety. <laughs> I haven't quit anything. I should quit something. No. Um, but yeah, I love that's something I admire so much about you two is that like you have been able to take stock of what is causing you stress or anxiety or is just not in alignment with what you want anymore and 
walk away from it. Like, that's so hard to do. And you both have done a really good job of that. That's very sweet. Oh, I admire you two for like just the fact that you are so visible in public that that you are able to work through all the anxieties and emotions and all that shit that that brings and and keep going and like keep showing up like that is massive to me because I'm so fearful of that, that it's it's cool to see you guys do it and then do it successfully and do it well. And like, yeah, that's it, it's huge. And I think it's healthy to fear it. I really do. <laughs> it's like both things, you know? Yeah. It's like all, it's all the gray. Everything is gray. It's like the, every decision comes with multiple sides of the coin. It's like not just two sides. It's like so many things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this. This is so fun. Yes, I have, a, I have a quotable. Oh my God, I have a quotable for this episode. Oh, I forgot a quotable. Oh. I don't know if you guys want to think of one, but it's the one where, um, remember when you wanted what you currently have. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good one. Oh my gosh. You know what, when I was thinking about the other day, I love so much, I know we've shared it on here before. I think it's from A.A. A. Milne, but it's the people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. Oh, I, fucking, yeah. I think yes. that's such a good one with social media. Like, yeah, to just remember, like, you're not going to make every single person happy. Yeah. But, like, people who are you know whatever that other quote is like determined to misunderstanding you something like that it's just like so good yeah tell you got a quote that's really i could find one i look if you think i don't let me go to my tiktok screenshots for some reason i i screenshotted this margaret atwood quote that says and she finds it difficult to believe that a person would love her even when she isn't trying trying to figure out what other people need trying to be worthy Oh. oh no, that resonated with me. Let's find something inspiring. <laughs> oh no. That's okay. That, that works too though. Yeah, oh no. Okay. This one says, I've polished this anger and now it's a knife. Ooh. Maybe I haven't grown very much. <laughs> it just ends there. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, oh my god. Oh wait, here's one. Um, no, that's not good either. Wow. I know my favorite part of this episode is yeah. <laughs> a sad quotable potatoes. Sad quotable corner. <laughs> this is really bad. plantation. <laughs> yeah, no, these are just these are things that I felt in my soul, but are not inspiring. That's okay. It isn't. Oh, no. It's just for people to connect with. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. good. I mean, I hope no one connects with that. Spokane this weekend, guys. I, I'm thinking by now that at least the early shows will have been sold out for a little while. So if there are still tickets, come to the late shows. Um, Cleveland in a couple weeks. All those ones I listed. KelseyCup.com. Yeah, everything I said at the beginning of the episode, ttomcomedy.com slash shows, I found a positive one. I found a positive <gasps> oh, quote. Let's hear it. It's just a picture of a sign, so I don't know who said it. Avoid the temptation to make choices that are familiar but no longer serve you. Right. We found it. Beautiful. We found it. Anyway, that sign. That sign is why I didn't text someone. So that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good it's one. It's an old one. That's good. Uh, that is the power of quotes. Sometimes you see the right quote and you go, yeah, don't make that choice. Right. 
jolts you awake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, DelaneyFisher.com for the Career Crush podcast. It's free. It's private. It's fucking weird. And come come on over. Yeah. Love to have you. Come on. <laughs> Self-helpless. Six years. Oh, Six years. Congratulations, guys. I miss you. Oh, we miss you, too. Miss we you really too. do. Please come on anytime you want to. Literally anytime. Yeah. I still want to do that Instagram episode with you if you want to. Oh, yeah. Me, too. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll find a time soon to do that. It'll be fun. Okay, go. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We love you. That being said, Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Thank you.